Welcome to Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey. I'm Jeff. And I'm Alex. And we're here to talk to you about our experiences of being expats living in Europe. Please, we have a brand new YouTube channel. Come check it out. Links in the description. And uh, we're doing a lot of similar things to do here, but in YouTube form. Going to be a bit different. You can see our faces. Jeff's a good-looking guy. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and guys, this is not just a recording of the podcast. These are completely new, new content, but we're covering the, all the cool same Germany, Europe-related stuff, uh, but just YouTube format. So the same old guys, the same old whiskey, but just different format. So check us out on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search AGDW channel, or go to the link in the description. This is episode one. There's a podcast about... Two people living in Germany from the States. Right. And we will just be talking about our experiences, maybe some advice. And while we're doing this, we're going to get a little drunk and drink some whiskey and talk about that at the end of how that whiskey was. Right. We're going to crack open uh, a new whiskey bottle every episode, give you a little review at the end. Yeah. Some some we've had, maybe. Some we haven't. Mostly haven't, I think. So today we have Green Spot from Ireland? Yeah, it's an Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. And I've actually heard there's actually... A, a red spot, I think. I think there's a whole series of spots. Is there a blue spot? There might be a blue spot. Are there primary color spots too? There, there might be three or four okay. spots. But today we are doing green spot. All right. Well. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Green spot. All right. Let's take a little. Big fan. That's a thing. And because we're in Germany, we also, of course, have beer. Right. We, we have some Berliner Kindle. It's not the best. Just, I, have, I have regular Berliner, actually. Oh, you got Pilsner. Okay. Fun fact. This is from the east. Kindle is from the west. Oh. Eh. Cheers. It used to not be the same brewery. Now they are the same. I'm not sure. But that's not what we're talking that's about. That's not today. what we're talking about today. No. Um, so, Jeff, hmm. why why are you in Germany? Why, why are you here? How long have you been in Germany? Give, give us Ooh, the, whole, the whole rundown. A long time. I think now since it's 2020. I came in 2011. So that's a solid nine years, which is insane Ooh. to think about. Considering I came here for i think six months or so just to try it out almost yeah. a big tent now yeah no so okay it's a long story but i'll try to get through it quickly that's how it is originally <laughs> i moved to vienna and i was god i think i was 21 okay moved to vienna just because i loved europe had backpacked a few times wanted just to learn german for you know two three months just as one of those things you know just to try it out try living abroad that sort of thing so you tried to learn german on your first six months Right. No, the first like two or three months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so more than most Berliners. Yeah, true. Yeah. We are in Berlin, by the way. We're in Berlin. Oh, yeah. We should have mentioned That's that. our location. We are in Berlin, yes. Germany. Um, but you should have gotten that from the Americans drinking whiskey in Germany. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I moved to moved to Vienna, was there a few months, uh, took, some, took some German classes. And then at some point, God, I met a guy at a party and he said, he said, you know what? You're never going to find a job in Austria. It's too small. There's not enough jobs for expats. So if you plan on staying long term, he's like, where you want to go, A, is Germany. B, more specifically, you got to go to Berlin. Because he said, there's millions of expats there, tons of jobs, and they're um, more, what's the word? Hmm. Friendly to uh, in Berlin to non-natives? They're more friendly in Berlin. Th than in Vienna. Yeah. And that's not saying anything to Austrians. I, you know, I had, a, I had a great time in Austria. Um, but he meant more towards when it came to terms of jobs, like, you know, he said pretty much the job, it's going to go to Austria and it's not going to go to you. So it's interesting, uh, that goes against every stereotype about Berlin of and not being friendly and of the terrible job market, which the, it is, it is. But when you compare it to other places, 
you know, it okay. actually is friendlier, even though it isn't sure. friendly. You know, and I mean? guess the expat thing makes sense. It's like, how many Americans are in Berlin? I looked it up one time, actually. It was only... Not it wasn't many, that many. It was like 30 or 40,000 or... Something like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's less than 3%. Yeah, it, it was less than I thought. Yeah. But it feels like more. Yeah. For whatever reason. I mean, you should probably have equal amount of Brits, I'm guessing. Probably more. It's also Australians. Oh, yeah. Tons of Australians. I, I'm speaking about Amer- people who speak English. Um, people I mean, speak American. Well, I, I think... Um, God, what's what's the population of Turkish people in Berlin? I mean, oh, it's very high. It's, yeah, I yeah. think it's one of the, the top three highest. Yeah. Russi- Russians, Turkish, and other... You know, yeah, you have Poles, people Poles, from Czech, Poles, Czech yeah. Republic, I mean, just all over, you know, coming, coming to Berlin. I mean, yeah. Scandinavia, I mean. Anyways. Anyways, so I went to Berlin for a few months, but then my kind of tourist visa um, ran out. So I had no choice. I, I, I tried to figure out a way to stay, but there was just no way other than overstaying your visa and getting, getting fucked. So um, flew back to the States, spent a year, year and a half or so saving up money with the plan of coming back to Berlin, sure. which 2011 I did, came back to Berlin. And yeah, and just the same thing. I just uh, started taking a few German classes. And uh, I think after God, four or five months, finally got my first job, which I needed because I, re- I got offered my first job when I was at the point of deciding to buy my ticket to go back home. That was how little money I had. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was, it was that week when I was like, okay, I need to if I'm going to fly back, I need to do it now or else I'll have no money left for the ticket, you know? And that was the mm. week I got offered my first job. So that's pretty and, lucky. Yeah. And so I got an offer job and then just uh, started working and um, yeah, I never went back to the, to the German classes, so classes, which I really should have. You kind of moved here twice. I did move here twice. <laughs> the first time was really de- experiment. It was, it was just testing it out. It was also really depressing um, because when I moved to Berlin the first time, I truly knew nobody and I didn't have enough money to, to, to continue taking uh, German classes at that point. Oh. And, and I couldn't legally, you know, cause I was on my tourist visa. I couldn't sure. legally get a job. Oh, so I, yeah. I had nowhere, nowhere to meet anybody. So I was kind of meeting some people through couch surfing and some events, that sort of thing. But overall I didn't know anybody. And so it was really just being alone and kind of exploring the city, which was fun for, and I, I think a that's weeks. a very common experience. I mean, when you're on a lot of these Berlin groups of mm. expats in Berlin, whatever, you see a lot of people who have the same experience where they feel very lonely, especially with the weather here. And it's hard to meet people and to get into that little, there's like an expat bubble, but there's also the German bubble and trying to meet mm. people who actually live here or know the culture. And so I don't think that's a very, I think it's a very common, frustrating experience for a lot of people. Sure. Unfortunately. It, yeah. And I, and hear a lot of people who they call it quits after three, four months. But when you actually go into their story, oh, yeah. it was really that just they were just lonely and they were depressed. You know, like h- how you enjoy a city is really all dependent on you. Absolutely. And do you like, are you reaching out to people? Are you going to meetups? Are you trying? Um, because if you're alone and you feel um, alien to everything, mm-hmm. you know, you f- you're not included in anything, then you're going to hate it. So, uh, but yeah, I've met so many people after three, four months, they just, they go away. And that's what in Berlin, you, you meet a lot of people who uh, uh, leave, uh, you know what I mean? Like you become friends All with somebody the and then suddenly they're off back, I mean, back to wherever, back to Australia, back to wherever. I can count on my fingers and my toes all the friends I used to have right. that moved away either because yeah. miss their family too much, um, hard to find a job, found a job, lost her job. D, and then the, the thoughts come in of, okay, my job's gone. Do I want to stay here? I have the chance to go back now. I have no reason to stay here anymore. Mm. And then they go. And that yeah. kind of sucks. So that's, you know, that might be a topic for another one of talking about, you know, sure. 
finding friends in the city because it's oh. it's really it's I mean maybe it's, it's not every easy. city I don't know my experience is here and speaking a different language but maybe if I move to New York you know have the same experience I don't know mm. but this is something I have. Well, Germans are also classically hard to uh, to get them to trust you you know break what I mean? break that shell right yeah. Um, but yeah, that might be for uh, another another time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, so then, yeah, the second time I came to Berlin, got a job and, you know, I started working and I got past that point of being alone. I met some people and suddenly had kind of a core group of friends after about a year From or two. From your job? Colleagues? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, st- still people. I just, I, I was still doing meetups through Couchsurfing um, oh. and, I, and I met some people through there. And uh, many of whom I, I'm not friends with now, but through yeah, of course, through those initial people I met, I met people who are my friends now. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, and then and then once you have friends and you have a job, then you feel like you have a life, and you, so you're not you're not freaking out, and you're con- not constantly thinking about absolutely. Do I need to go back? You know, especially in I found in Germany, it's very easy to you know, like when I got my job, I went to my HR person. He's like, "What kind of bank do you want?" And I said, "I don't know." And he said, how's this bank? I said, okay, that works. Uh, what kind of health insurance do you want? I said, I, I have no idea. Hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, the American way of getting health insurance is a big process. And he said, how about this company? TK. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, okay. And he said, okay. And then I walked out of that room and I think, I said, I, I think I'm done being an adult now. Like I did it. Right. I got my job. I got my health insurance. I got my bank. What else do I need? Yeah. How do I get paid? Oh, direct deposit. Okay. What if I go to the, what if I go need to go to the hospital? Oh, don't worry about it. Bring your card. Yeah. Wow. I okay. mean, that is nice. There's no check coming in the mail that you have to then go deposit. Oh, God, no. Money just goes straight to your bank account. Like, I, I mean, there's people in the States when I tell them, I'm like, personal checks do not exist in Germany. No. Very you, archaic. Yeah. If I owe you 30, 30 euro, I just send you a quick ba- bank transfer, yeah. which uh, to day. American sounds like uh, a like a weird thing or a big deal. But really, you do it. I do it on my Deutsche Bank app. Yeah. Without in PayPal. Two, yeah. In two <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Not PayPal. It's like bank to bank. It's there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's done. It's so, oh my God. It's so It's, it's so, so good. Living, being an adult here is just so much easier because I moved here when I was 22. Mm. So fresh out of college. I, I just do my origin story now. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know? Here we go. It's like a superhero, you know? Oh, by the uh, way, I, ne- I never mentioned, I'm originally from California, from Santa, oh, Cru- from Santa Cruz area, California. Um, and uh, you're from Rhode Island. I'm from Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. The small. East Coast. Very opposite states, to be honest. Opposite uh, sides. Oh, completely. Yeah. Size difference. Right. Uh, California has about 30 million people and you have what, One million. One million, 200? actually. No, really? One million. One million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One third population of Berlin. Low lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I graduated college. And I was living at my parents' place. I graduated as a teacher, uh, bachelor's in psychology and education, early childhood. And I really couldn't find a job in the States. I was kind of looking, but not super hardcore because I was kind of complacent. And I you're, I, you're, you're at your parents, right? You have no rents. Mom, mom's still making yeah, dinner. You, you know, know so was, you're not was, in a rush. Yeah. I was in a rush. Yeah. Uh, I was working at this pizza place. And um, when I tell the story, a lot of Europeans I think it's very hilarious that I worked at a pizza place. They go, it's so American. And I guess it kind of is. I don't know. Maybe I'm a stereotype. Well, there's, there's plenty of pizza places here. I mean, yeah, right. I don't know. You could also say it's so German. I maybe mean, maybe in the movies. I don't know. Oh, pizza. Okay. Pl- I don't know. Yeah, in, yeah. The, in the 80s, mm-hmm. a lot of pizza delivery movies. I don't. I don't, I don't know. What was it? A round table? It was. What does that mean? Oh, it's a pizza place. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't have that in the East Coast. Okay. So know. you got round table. You got Domino's. You got the. Oh, it was. It was, it was a local restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah, yeah a local place down the street from me. Uh, really good pizza, Greek pizza. Hmm. I don't know if that exists anywhere. I've never seen that in Greece. But Greek pizza? Yeah, it's one. I think it's one of those American fusion things. You know? Oh god, was it know. good? It was very good actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So I worked there, uh, made some good friends there, had a good time. Well, you know, it was fine. Um, and then one night I got a random text message at like 11 o'clock Rhode Island time. So was that five in the morning here? Mm. It was from my friend and she graduated a year before me from college. We were good friends in college. And um, Anything ever happened there? No. No, no, no. no, no. We're really good friends. I, actually, a friend friend. We, we smoked a lot of weed together. That was pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. But, but you tried? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, there. Okay. What that kind of friend? Okay. Just a really, really good friend. Okay. And so anyway, she texted me. Um, she's like, "Hey, man, how you doing? Just get back from the club. It's five in the morning. Everyone's making fun of me because uh, I'm leaving the club so early. And, I, and I'm sitting there, you know, like five o'clock in the morning. Is leaving? Is it early? Club early? Right. I mean, we're in Rhode Island, I'm about California, probably different. Rhode Island. Uh, every bar closes at one o'clock. Yeah, California. I think it's it's two, to. two a.m. Yeah, you can't, you can't be open past. I'm okay. pretty sure it's TPO open past two a.m. Yeah. yeah, and then every liquor store is open till ten, so it's not a big party state, so to speak. Uh, I wasn't a big partier either. Like I'm still actually really not anymore. But um, when I first moved here, it was a little different, you know. Of course. Yeah, same here. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I went. Yeah, I went through that that phase until you finally get burned out, and you're like, mm-hmm. you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she, she messaged me, told me about that, and I said, "That's pretty crazy." Are you having a good time there? She's like, yeah, I'm having a great time. And she's like, you should totally just come move to Berlin. And I was like, ha ha, sarcastic. Oh, find me a job. And she wrote back, uh, there's actually a lot of teaching jobs in Berlin, especially for kindergarten teachers. Was, was she a teacher? She wasn't a teacher. She okay. worked at a startup, very Berlin stereotype. Working right. at a startup. Um, and I said, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to go to Berlin, you know. I'm like, I can't go to Europe. I've never been to Europe before in my life, you know? Oh, the first time you came to Berlin was the first time you were in Europe? First time I was in Europe. Like, I've oh, never been to man. Europe. I didn't really have any experiences traveling too often. I mean, I went to Canada once. It's that, pretty, that absolutely doesn't count. Yeah, I was on a cruise, too, with my, with my grandfather. It was nice. Nova Scotia. Oh, you took a cruise to Canada? Yeah, so my grandfather... From Rhode Island to Canada? Isn't that yeah, like a 20-minute drive? It's, it's not mean, long. Yeah. My grandfather told us he wanted to take us all on a cruise. And we said, oh, cool, Grandpa, where are we going? You know, Jamaica, Bahamas. Like, we're going to go to Canada. Yeah, cool. But it was fun. We had a good time. We had a really good time. Family time, you know, it was good. Yeah, so then, you know, I went to bed. I thought about it the next day. And then I did a bunch of research on Berlin. I was like, you know, what is top 10 things? Top 10 reasons with Berlin. Top 10 reasons not to go to Berlin. Top 10 reasons why Berlin food is good. Uh, there's not 10 reasons for that. But <laughs> that's good for me. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm working at a pizza place. I don't have a teaching job. I live with my parents. I can get a three-month visa go there for vacation. If it doesn't work out well, I come back home and that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. That's Germany compared to other European states is one of the few that will allow you to come on your tourist visa and then transition that to a work visa. Is that true? Like, yeah. A lot of other European states, you uh, have to go back home to the States, go to the local embassy, apply for, apply there for your visa. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So Germany, you can come over on your tourist visa, see if you like it, try to get a job. If you do go to the, um, Ausland and, oh. uh, which Whoa. is the which is the uh, what would you call it the uh, the uh, foreign the uh, the not foreign affairs Im- immigrant office. Im- immigration office. office yeah yeah immigration where office. you go to yeah. apply to work for visas well it's good to move to somewhere else then because I had no idea and I hate bureaucracy which might be the bad reason to move to Germany too because lots of bureaucracy but that might be another another topic for another day right <laughs> um, were you scared was that, wait so so when you flew over yeah you didn't have a job locked in you, oh I had nothing okay so so. It was really so. There was really no pressure because you were just coming over to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, I was okay. like, so I went to my mom. And I was like, Mom, I think I went to Germany, and she looked at me. She was sitting on the couch. You know, she looked at me. She goes, I can see that. I was like, Really? 
It's like, yeah, You're like, you know, you do what you want to do. And I said, yeah, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I bought a one-way ticket. I worked, this was in August. I bought a one-way ticket for October. So I just like worked as much as I could to get as much money as I could because I didn't know how long I was going to be there. Right. I didn't know how much money Berlin cost. I didn't even know the exchange rate for the euro. I didn't know anything. I was a really stereotypically dumb yeah. American when it comes to knowing things yeah. over the pond. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I came over October 1st. And as you know, October is not the best for the weather in Germany. First time I properly came to Berlin. This is before I moved here. I just yeah. came like to visit for a few days. Sure. Yeah, it was deep December. Berlin is one of the ugliest cities. Oh, it's awful. I've ever been to in the winter. It is yeah. it is absolutely depressing. I mean, and we're down in winter, we have snow. Yeah, yeah. That's he, nice. No, here it's just dark, no gloomy. Snow. Everything is gray. dead. Yeah, gray, rainy. If it is sunny, you have it for like four hours, and then the sun rises, and then it sets four hours later. Like, it's ridiculous. A lot of people are probably thinking, well, like, every city is shitty during winter, but... Some have it. They, they have they have their own charm. This one, it's a Berlin special kind of shitty. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people who who move to Berlin in the winter, and they're gone before spring comes because oh, it's a shame. Yeah, they get so depressed. But anyways, oh, it's know. a real shame. But yeah, so I I um I landed and I'm at Tegel, which is if you don't know, Tegel is like this really small airport that was made. It had to be during the GDR times, right? It, was, it looks like it. It's very 70s, 80s. It's kind of, it's really quick. It's actually one of my favorite airports. Get in, get out. It's super it, quick. It's on a it's mall. It's super quick, but it is it is a piece of shit. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. But, but, but from the moment of arrival to being at your gate, less than 10 minutes. It, oh, it's easy. It, it is the quickest oh, I love check-in it. through security, I everything. And my dad never believes it when he has a flight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can show up in just like an hour before. Yeah. He's like, wait, for an international flight? Like, yeah. You can show. And he never believes me. But then he shows up and he's through security in five minutes. And he's ready oh, to go. I still go two hours before. I get nervous. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. It's a waste. Um, so I land, and my friend's not there. And I'm looking at everything's in German. I don't know what to do. So I find a payphone. Payphone still exists here, by the way. I find a payphone, and I try to call my... No, I message... I got Wi-Fi. I message my buddy who lives in Prague. I was like, Prague and Berlin, they're probably close, right? I don't know. And I asked my, my friend's hours. number. He said he didn't. So I... Um, so the payphone is useless, actually. Uh, and then I'm waiting there, I'm waiting there, waiting there. I hear like little like pit, pit patter footsteps. And like she comes and hugs me. She's like, hey, good to see you. She gives me a club mata, you know. Oh, which tastes like piss, by the way. A club mata is one of my favorite drinks in the oh, world. Oh, God. I, it's, it's one of those things you, you hate it or you love it. It is. I, I, well, she told me, she goes, you, when you, you're going to hate this at first, but then you're going to love it. What club mata is, it's, a, um, it's an energy drink, I guess. And it's, it comes in like a beer bottle and it's an energy drink. It's the best. Uh, yeah, so we take um, we take the train, we take the bus to Friedrichshain, where we're living, and I'm looking around, you know, it's old Eastern block apartments. I'm looking around, I'm like, holy shit, this is this is Europe. Right. Like, you know, I had Prague in my head or Venice or somewhere beautiful, mm. and I'm looking around. I, have you ever seen um, uh, Euro Trip? Yeah. You know when they go in Eastern Europe? Yeah. That's how I felt. And everything cost ten cents, and it was a cold day. day. A everything dog was with garbage. a human hand in its mouth. Oh yeah. god, that's 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 how I felt. Yeah. And so we finally get there. It's our small little um, one bedroom where, flat. Where exactly did she live? Like, what was the nearest? Strasbourg-Strasbourg. Uh, uh, no, it was on the way to Friesland, from Tegel to Friesland. It's very uh, depressing oh, on the way. Okay. The yeah. neighborhood's beautiful. I love the neighborhood. Yeah. But on the way there, we go from the airport into the actual city. Yeah. It's kind of depressing. So the neighborhoods of Berlin, if that's the place that you happen to stay, yeah, you get really a bad, a bad impression of Berlin. Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah, it was one little bedroom flat with just a. One room, a kitchen, and a bed and a bathroom. And I asked her, "Where am I gonna Where am I gonna sleep?" 
Oh, here we go. And she's like, oh, I don't know. We'll figure it out later. I was like, yeah, screw it. I don't care. I'm in Berlin. I'm in Germany. Let's let's go out. And I wind up staying. I put my mattress in the kitchen. There was these cabinets and a crawl space above there. So I threw a mattress wait, up there. So in the kitchen, there's so above the kitchen above cabinets. The cabinets there's a crawl space about, let's say, half a meter high in terms of height mm-hmm. and probably two meters deep, so to speak. And um, yeah, my match up there. We got so you uh, slept like a cat in a hole. Yeah, basically. yeah, kind of. We got a ladder. Um, and that's where I slept for eight months. No, and eight months? Eight months, man. Yeah. Um, I thought the story was about you staying there for four or five days. No. Eight months. Good no, no, no. Lord. Um, yeah, I'll put, that, I'll put that picture on the Instagram once we have one. People can see the picture of my disgusting little right. And so den. eight months of living in your uh, friend's kitchen. Yeah. So you walked into the living room and then you just had the one room for the bathroom for the kitchen. So when she had a guy over and I had to go to the bathroom, I had to like knock on the door and be like, I'm going to run through real quick, and like block my eyes, like run to the bathroom real quick. Cause I don't, you know, oh, I don't want to see what they're doing in there. So nothing ever happened between you and her? No, no, never. Okay. No, not that's her friend. Really great friend. but not I was friend. like eight months living in a girl's uh, kitchen, you know? Yeah. Well, she was a great cook. So it's actually really nice for you because... Wait, wait, did you ever just wake up to like the oh, smells wafting up into your... I'd wake up to smell of bacon. Bed loft. She would tickle my feet because my feet hung over the edge. So like you're cooking, you see little feet up there, stick my feet. I just go over the edge, give me a little piece of bacon. It's actually and not, I go back to sleep. Yeah, it was lovely, actually. It's not as bad as I thought. It, yeah. it sounds awful, but it was not the worst setup in the world. I mean, it wasn't the best setup, but who did I care? I just moved to Berlin. Um, and you were crashing for free probably, right? No. I was paying half the rent. Half the rent. Yeah. Wait for the crawl space above the kitchen. Yeah. Oh man, she got you though. She I did. probably would have done the same. But. I, I love her to death, but yeah. I mean, I, I, like, like I said, I didn't care. Does does she still live in Berlin? Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, she is now. She went to Costa Rica. <coughs> Excuse me. And now she's in um, uh, back in Maine. Oh yeah. Like we said, people come and go. It's just that what happens. Yeah. Because she worked at a startup, lost a job, couldn't find another job, and then went traveling and never came back. Right. Um, um, so yeah, so we went to White Trash, which is this. Uh, it's still. It's not there anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. It's the old one. Yeah, I went there before. And they moved again. Now I think it's it's gone again. I, I think know. it's completely gone now. I think it's gone. Yeah. Um, and before that, she's like, "You have to meet this girl. She's super cool." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm in Berlin. Like, I I'm I'm single, newly single. I'm single. I want to you know go explore all the European ladies, you know." And uh, I met her my first night, and now we've been together for six years. Wait, so you, my, my, my goal was wait, to come to wait, Berlin wait, and your, explore. Your girlfriend, you met her on the, your first my night first in Berlin? My first night, man, yeah. Was not the plan. But you guys, but, but I know you guys didn't start dating right away. Maybe this is a different I, story and then a whole other story. This but. could be a whole other story. Okay. This, this whole story, this, mm. this could last another you know half hour. But regardless, you, you met her for the first time <laughs> yeah. your first day. First day, man. Wow. First night out in Berlin at White Trash. And you well, know, she, she went out for a cigarette. And I'm like, I'm gonna go out for a cigarette too and talk to her for a bit, because you know. Oh, did you pull the old like? Do you have a light? Uh, I did, I think. Yeah. Well, that's in Berlin. It's because since everybody smokes, it's like the easiest way to pick up on anybody. It yeah. is. It is. I think it's actually easier in the states though, because in the states you can't smoke inside, where in Berlin you can. So in the states, but if, a few people smoke. Yeah, but in the states, if you're gonna go out for a cigarette, you go outside. You all have smokers there, and oh, you true. can meet people there. In Berlin, you don't go outside for a smoke. So that's also one of the one of the hard ways to meet people is because it's not these little social things you have in the States. That's true. But that's in the, sta- small the States, thing. the girl that you're checking out most likely doesn't smoke though. So you're also not, true. You know, so you're not gonna do the whole meetup outside. Also true, yeah. So how how long was it before you uh found found your job? Um 
I found my job actually in October. I found it in November and I started working oh, in January. One month. That's pretty it was, good. It was quick. So the first two weeks, my friend took off of work. She's like, I'm going to party with you. That's all we're going to do for the first two weeks. And that's when I really fell in love with Berlin, going to the party scenes, like learning. Like these clubs, I never run clubbing before, really. And these clubs are just so, so different and extreme. Yeah, you know. And and just for, so everybody knows, in Berlin, clubs don't close. Yeah. They, they literally do not have a closing time. They stay open until basically there's so few people left that it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, but you, you mean, yeah. a club will be open till 6, 7, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., you know, on the weekends for sure. And I mean, know. some people go at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people arrive at 9 a.m., to start their clubbing. Sunday brunch. Hey, what's more whiskey? Oh, yeah, please. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get that, get that pour in there. Top me off. Once again, we're drinking uh, Green Spot. It's a uh, very smooth Irish whiskey. I really enjoy it. It's, I'm, uh, and I'm usually, oops, that's a lot. Okay. I'm usually a Scotch guy, uh, to be honest, but you've actually gotten me more onto Irish whiskeys, so that's cool. Uh, I'm slowly, yeah, I, I, I'm not really a Scotch guy, but I, the past year or so, I've slowly been getting onto Scotch. Mm. Uh, the smokiness of Scotch uh, I was never, I was never a fan of. But, oh. but I've, no, but uh, lately, I don't know, my, my sometimes taste has changed, and slowly I've been kind of liking it, the smokiness. Well, they say, I think it's every seven years, your taste change? No, well, maybe. That could be true. Maybe I'm going through my... Your... My taste, uh, taste menopause, like every, whatever you want to call it. That's it. Like every, yeah. It's like taste puberty. Right. You're cha- you don't know why you're changing. Right. You're changing. But I, I have never stopped liking Irish whiskey. It's... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Especially this green spot for the price. I think it was like, I can't remember, 40 bucks. And for that price, this is a really good whiskey. I mean... 40 bucks, 40 euros. Uh Oh, 40 euros. Yeah. Okay. In, in the States, it's probably more because... It's yeah, because... It's got be, uh, to travel, travel farther, but... Well, my dad asked me, you know, he said, how are you guys going to be doing a, a podcast... If you're gonna do it, let's say once, twice a week, or uh, twice a month, um, how can you afford all the whiskey? Afford all the whiskey yeah. I was like, Dad, like you don't understand. It's it's way way cheaper here than it is in the states. It is like, it, it, yeah, like ridiculously I, I, cheaper. Irish and Scotch whiskey is yeah half price really. Probably around probably around half price. Yeah, because mm. I know a bottle. Of my I got my dad for his for his uh, birthday. I got him a bottle of um, Glen Levitt, the bottle I have. We we drank a little while ago, and my mom told me, oh, it's like sixty nine bucks, and I got it for. 24 euros jesus that's like what 30 32 dollars less than half yeah it's crazy it's crazy that's really good but it goes it it goes the other way though because like one of my favorite rye whiskeys um is old overhold Mm -hmm. which uh, a lot of people say isn't anything special but in the states it's about 15 dollars here it's about 30 35 euro which is about 40 us dollars so you know more than twice as much don't see a lot of bourbon see george washington i don't that exists in the states are you talking about the stuff from like, it's from like Aldi or the Penny yeah, Mark or stuff? The really yeah. cheap stuff. No, there's some discount super <laughs> supermarkets here that sell like this off brand six euro whiskey and it is God fucking awful. It's okay. Maybe, maybe, with, with a, maybe some Coca-Cola. I, I had one. I can't I remember know. where it was from. It, it, ta- it, 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 it tasted like old flat Coke. Mm. I mean, not mixed with Coke itself tasted like old, like, like if oh. you, if you open up a can of Coke, Left it open for about two weeks and then took a sip. That's what the whiskey tasted like. And this was a six euro bottle. I bet that's what you should expect from it. It's probably aged six like six euros. Probably aged like two months. You know, ooh, fancy, <laughs> yeah, fancy. But yeah, it was it was um, it was shit. But um, but anyways, sorry, uh, I totally I totally cut you off. <laughs> we really uh, digressed there, right? Uh, I don't remember. We're ta- I don't even remember what we're talking uh, about. No, uh, My uh, girlfriend told me I have to speak more clearly on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm working on that. 
to speak clearer, but it's also more difficult because we're and, drinking. You know, and also slow it down. You know, slow it down. Yeah, keep keep it nice and slow so all of your thoughts come out. So everyone knows. I mean, we're trying to slow it down because every, everyone tells you Americans talk too fast. But have you noticed? So when you moved here, have you? So I know at least for me, when I go back to the states, I'm speaking super quick and I mumble a lot. But people understand you. That's people understand thing. me. But when right. I come here, I have to slow myself down. Yeah. And I'm still speaking too fast and I mumble too much. Mm. So it's interesting. So like I kind of like change how I speak English all the time when I speak English because in Berlin you do speak a lot of English. It's true. I mean, all my most of my friends now are German, and I'll speak German with them. But the ones that I met in English, we stick with English because it's weird to, to, it's to like, switch. It's a whole different personality. It's it. It's it's, a, it's like your it's like your home language. You know, you meet someone in this language. That's who they are, mm. and the switch feels a little bizarre. Because also your voice uh, sounds different. I mean, not just yeah. the word you're saying, but uh, the kind of accent you could put on a little bit of a German accent, and, yep. it sound, and it just it's like doesn't it's, it's not the person that you met, so it feels a little awkward. Absolutely. Like me and my girlfriend, we thought about switching at one point, but we we just said no. This is gonna be too weird, you know. Yeah, we tried too, and you know, both our girlfriends speak very good English. And at the end uh, of the both day, both our girlfriends are German, by the way. They're both German, yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, when I come home, I don't want to be practicing my German. I want to hang out. Because you know, you're tired. Wanna, I'm and, tired, yeah, man. I, I work with kids all day. They're really loud. I love them. Love them. But they're very loud. And you're exhausted. And yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And so is she, you know. She works, you know, 10 hours a day. Sure. So, and she, um, I mean, she reads, what, 50 books a week? Uh, a week. Oh. She wants to do 50 oh books a year. A <laughs> that's book why a she's week. tired. Yeah, I know. Uh, she reads them all in English. And that's why I think, I honestly think, in my heart of hearts, her English is much better than my English. She probably pronounces better, and she mumbles less for sure. Oh yeah, but she also says like some words. I'm like that's not a word. She also has kind a of a. She, not a word. she also like a lot of Germans has a bit of a British thing going on because they were in school mainly taught kind of British English. Uh, but I learned some people. <laughs> excuse me. Some people can pick. What do you mean? So our buddy Michel, huh? he could pick, I guess, in school between. Uh, British English and American English. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I'm guessing it's more in terms of spelling. You know, yeah, if you're learning English, you can't say like general English. It's a few words. It's, you know, it's um, pants instead of trousers, that sort of thing. That's true. Yeah, but that's 90% true. of the time, I'm, I, like, they're not t- they're not teaching you, like, Cockney slang and, you know. In, no, no, in no, no, no. So, 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 like, in general, like, it's pretty much the same. But, yeah, there's a, some spelling and differences and uh, yeah, a few different, maybe, like, 10%, 20% of the words are yeah, slightly you know, different. It's, it's probably, like, is that the equivalent of, like, Austrian, Deutsch, and German, Deutsch? I don't really know. Uh, yeah, it actually, it is. Yeah. 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 Like, cause m- m- when I first learned German, it was in Vienna, it was in Austria. True. And so when I moved to Berlin and took German classes, there were a few things that the teacher was looking at me and they were like, she, she even said, she's, she's like, well, did, did you live in Southern Germany or in Austria? And I was like, oh yeah, I did. She's like, oh, okay. Cause that's the only <laughs> places that they say that. So. Ah, okay. And it's also, you know, um, Swiss German. Which yeah. is not German, in my Which opinion. Which is not German. I was just like, I, I was trying to speak to them. I was like, I speak German. I can get around this country. And I, I couldn't at all. I, I tried ordering a beer. I couldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Swiss can understand German. Germans have trouble yeah. understanding the Swiss. But even in Southern Germany, a lot of Germans struggle to understand the uh, Southern dialect and, oh, and if Irish you, if you from Munich. Yeah, yeah, if you talk to somebody who's actually speaking Bavarian, oh yeah, it's a freaking, it's a foreign language. I, I, I drove down to Munich once for, for work with my boss, who is German, fluent in German. And uh, she stopped to get directions from uh, this, this guy in Bavaria. And, you know, he, he did this pointing and was telling us where to go. And my boss was nodding. And then she rolled up the window and she just looked at me. She was like, I, I didn't understand a word he just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like we've been getting a little off topic. 
So we have our notes here. Oh, to stay on topic. Because it, this is kind of like, we're trying to introduce you guys to us and yeah. uh, what we're all about. I mean, we're not that cool. I mean, I'm pretty cool. Jeff's okay. Um, here's here's a question. Here's a question. What were, like, I kind of talked about mine a bit, but I was just kind of in the first hour of Berlin. What were your first general impressions of the city? So let's say your first, so you've been here for nine, let's say your, like your first like year. Because well, a year's not a long time well, in, terms, you, in terms of life. The first time I came to Berlin, like I said, because I came in winter, just for a few days, just literally just as a tourist, you know? Yeah. I was super disappointed because I, sh I was also staying... No offense to anybody, but I was staying in a really bad area of Moabit, which is if if you live, oh, in you are gonna ruffle some jimmies. Yeah, and, and if if that, if that's the if no, I'm not saying Moabit. I was staying in a bad area of Moabit, and this was my first experience of Berlin. That's where my hostel was, and it's winter, and it's rainy, and it's depressing in general. So. My my first impressions were like, oh god, this was this is Berlin. What the hell? Yeah. And you had nobody to show you around. Or, yeah. like, I had my friend. Yeah. She showed me where yeah. to go. She took I, me I everywhere. Knew, I knew nobody. You were alone. So you were a lost I, little before, puppy. Before I even got to the hostel, yeah. Before I got to the hostel, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pissed off, lost little puppy. And yeah, and and, and again, it, the, just the general weather and not knowing anybody, it gave it gave me a bad vibe. Totally not Berlin's fault at all. No, no, not at all. That, that's your fault. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> the second time I came to Berlin was in spring, and um, oh, oh, I I loved it. Like in Berlin, oh, being, I, being I, outdoors I could, I could in spend, spring or summer is, is I could amazing. spend six episodes talking about summer in Berlin. Right, this whole city. It's weird because it's not on the it's not on the water. You know, like Barcelona or something like that. I mean, there's water, but it's not like on the ocean. Yeah, some the city yeah, the in summer is just through. holy hell, it's amazing. But anyways, continue. Yeah, but that was my first like the first even before I knew knew anybody. The first few months, even when I was on my own. I was just cycling everywhere, enjoying and, and just like exploring, you know, like, different areas of Berlin, different districts of Berlin. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and just the fact, I mean, I mean, anywhere you live in Europe, there's going to be, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like a melting pot. You're meeting people from all over. But I feel like Berlin is a place that really, there's just 50 different nationalities in Berlin. Like, like oh, it, yeah. it, it, in one 20 minute period, you can bump into 10 different people from 10 I mean, different places. I, um, I was at this bar once and... Um, I was with like three friends and there's a lot of people joined the table and we just started talking to each other and we realized every, there's about like seven or eight people at the table. Every person at the table is a different nationality. Yeah. Came from somewhere else, you know, different reasons live in Berlin and it's just, it's beautiful. Like I mm. love that. And you, I, I learned a lot about myself as well as, you know, other things because like I said, when I moved here, I was kind of very much in the American bubble of understanding what the world is like. Exactly. So yeah. meeting someone from Monaco, I was like, whoa what's that like you know no idea yeah or you or you know being an american you know you in berlin i bumped into so, to somebody from iraq it was the first time in person i'd met somebody physically from iraq you know and it makes everything more personal yeah because no. of, the, of what we hear in the states of the propaganda of you know the war and everything like this you know they're well, an enemy whatever you know the war in iraq is you know off a million miles away and it's something you hear we heard about on tv all the time but it's not actually, personal yeah to actually meet somebody who he lived through the war in Iraq. He had to leave Iraq because his uh, village was destroyed. He'd lost family members. And that's why he was living Jesus. in Berlin. A anyways, that kind of an interaction would never have happened back in California. Yeah, for sure. At, uh, at least, uh, you know, unlikely. Yeah. So that was, that was a really good thing you took out from Berlin then in your first few months was just oh, meeting, yeah. meet, meeting people and, and exploring the city on bike. On, yeah. And that was really smart of you doing it on bike when you first got there. I didn't do that. I didn't get a bike till later. That was really smart of you to explore the city on bike first, because if you take only the U-Bahns, like the, the subways and the public transportation, sometimes you don't see 
the city and where you're actually going. It's true. You get, you get in there, you get off there. You have no idea what's in between. Yeah. But when you're riding the bike, because the city's big, it's a big, it's a very spread out city. Mm. So you really learn the city and learn like the nuances of the city. Right. And how some neighborhoods are so, so different. Uh, and, and, they, and they are. And what's cool about Berlin is, unlike a lot of cities, like Munich, for example, there's no one central downtown area where everything's happening. In Berlin, every district has its own cool oh, yeah. kind of, there, there's no one place to go. When I lived in Munich, it really, you basically, everybody lived on the outskirts. If you want to do anything, you had to go to the city center to do everything. In Berlin, it's very much spread out. But I think that's why a lot of tourists will have a bad uh, experience in Berlin. True. They'll say Berlin's boring, there's nothing to do. And I understand that because every time I go to another European city, where do I go? I found out where's the old, where's the, uh, the old town? Where's the old town? Yeah. And where's the center? And usually they're one and the same. Right. But in Berlin, there is, that doesn't exist. Berlin's more like a bunch of different cities into one city. You know, Mitte is one district. Very, very different where we are now in Neukölln, mm. which is very different from like the Kudam area. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, from Schlagenburg. So, and all these areas have their center, but there is no main center. So as a tourist... Which can be frustrating. Oh, God, yeah. so frustrating. And a lot of people, you know... Where do you go? They go straight to the um, Brandenburg Gate. They go to Potsdamer Platz. But these are all areas that Boring. real Berliners do not live in. And there's, Boring. And you go and you see the Brandenburg Gate. And it's beautiful. It's and, great to go. for. It's, you have to see it. But there's nothing uh, to do really around nothing it. Nothing to do. You know, um, it's a park. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like... You, it, but if you know somebody from Berlin, you can have such an amazing experience because they can really take you to everywhere. That's actually Absolutely. worth going to. And I, I had that luck. You know, she, I mean, she only lived there for a year. But she knew places to go. So yeah. it was really helpful for me of exploring more of the city. Where I think if I came by myself, I'd be more of a recluse and not explore as much. Which why. I was for a little bit. I mean, actually, I was exploring a lot, but it's intimidating. It's but intimidating. I, but I didn't know where I was going. That's the thing is, I was just cycling there, or you know, and looking up online. Okay, what's a cool? Mm. Where's a cool abandoned place? Or let's you know, uh, go check this out and oh, plenty. and just and just cycling around, and then and then slowly kind of going to meetups, you know, and talking mm -hmm. to people, and then they tell you like. Oh no, that area sucks. You know, go check this out. Yeah, and, sure. I mean, because I remember when my friend started working, she was working again, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm alone." So I was like, "I'm gonna go out and explore the city." So I was like, "I'm gonna go to this one area where I knew there was there was a lot of bars." So I went to this area, and I was like, "I'm gonna go to a bunch of different bars and try to meet, make some friends." I was out from like say 8 p.m. until midnight, maybe a little bit later, and that meet a single person, not one. Hmm. It was so difficult to like get yourself in there. And meet somebody like Americans are very welcoming. They're very, like, you sit on a table or like, you get a beer and someone else gets the same beer. It's like, oh, cool, we have the same beer. Let's talk for a bit. Yeah, and I mean, Americans would be uh, like, I didn't get that. Beer. I, I was in Portland at the at the um, at the airport, just like uh, buying something at one of the kiosks. Sure. And the guy behind me, who I was not facing, was not talking to at all. Just taps me on the shoulder, and goes, "Hey, where are you going?" Well, that's, I, a, I, well, that's, that's that's a little creepy. And I, I know her. I'm like, where are you going? And then I'm like, and then I and then I asked where I'm going, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, oh I got my, my sister lives near there. But and suddenly we have this like five minute conversation. But like something like that is such an American thing. It would ne you you would never never have that with a German it's, because it's, it's Germans like very much very much yeah yeah exactly five minute friends you know right. five minute meals yeah yeah it's nice sometimes in terms of when you have your friends you know you don't have to worry but I don't know it's it's, it's frustrating when you when you when you first get here for sure like it was really tough to meet people you, you have to it takes time make a big like effort it's not going to come to you you have to really make the effort yeah and really push especially with with the germans i yeah. mean uh you know in a way that's not going to uh 
freak them out, but you know, but yeah. you ha- you have to push uh, to get things rolling or else. It- Absolutely, I mean, it's this is my favorite city in the world. I would not want to live anywhere else, but it can be it can be unforgiving. It really can. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's why so many people bounce out so quickly. Yeah, know? and I think we can talk I, about I that more. I think that's a good place to stop. I think we can talk about that more next time because that's a pretty interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and should we end with uh, so our, our quick thoughts on? Oh yeah, um, quick thoughts about on, this about this whiskey on these a single pot still Irish whiskey. What a single single pot triple like distilled barrel? Irish whiskey green triple. spot green spot. You see, Je- Jeff's more of the whiskey guy. I like whiskey, but I'm not a huge. You're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm learning. I'm learning. So I, this, this, this is an experience Mitchell for me. And son, apparently Mitchell Mitchell and son and son. Not uh, but, two of them. I, I think it's super smooth. Um, I'll pour another one right now. Real quick. It, it has a nice burn going down. I think it's fantastic for the price. I, if anybody's looking for like a higher end whiskey that doesn't break the bank, I'd say go, I said go for Green Spot. I mean, I, I find it just very, very smooth. It, it, it's like it's like the you know you have Lexus has or Toyota has Lexus. Yeah, this sure. is like the Lexus to a Jameson. You know what I mean? This is like their higher end Jameson. That is a really Perfect metaphor, but well you know it also has the higher cost, just like Lexus does. But so Lexus does. I like Lexus. Does. It's nice cars. But yeah, that ooh yeah, that's nice. I like it. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a fan. Mm, me too. Well, thank you everybody for dropping by. We'll be coming out soon with uh, episode two, which we'll be talking about an unnamed topic because we haven't decided that yet. We will. We might. I, I don't know. I like to continue with the. Uh, unforgivingness of the city of Berlin but I'd like to I'd like to paint it in a more positive light how about the next episode we start with the unforgivingness and then we kind of go into the positivities of uh, positivity of Berlin all the positivity yeah let's do it all right guys see you then cheers <laughs>